fetishy stuff, fisting stuff, um, piss stuff, and some regular kind of colorful stuff too, all over the place. Hello and welcome to Fuck Yeah, the podcast where we say fuck yeah to sex toys. I am one of your hosts, Sarah, and I am joined by my extra cozy co-host, Robin, sitting by the fire, all wrapped up in a skeleton sweater. Favorite skeleton cardigan. (laughs) In your uniform. (laughs) Yep, I love it. Am I all black? I'm wearing a black onesie. Yes, I am cozy. This is classic Robin right here. Yeah, I like to be warm. How you doing, Robin? I'm okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a story here. Anything giving you a fuck yeah? I mean, I do. I one of my fuck yeahs recently was that my soul got put back in my body, (laughs) and it has since left. So it is gone. And yeah, what are you doing about that? (sighs) It's hard. It's really hard because I go into a freeze. And I, but what's what I would say is giving me a fuck yeah right now is the amount of awareness that I have yeah. for this cycle now is really intense. And it, it's so good to know, like this thing happened to me. I was feeling so much anxiety just like two days ago. And for the first time ever, I was like, oh, this is fear. I'm afraid. I am scared right now. And I think our adult minds are just like, oh, well, that's anxiety. And I'm just stressed out. And that's stress. And, but what is that? I've been hearing from therapists for years that anxiety is fear. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. you know. But I felt it in my body. And I was able to connect to the little kid that this feeling comes from that I'm still holding on to. And so that idea, I'm like, oh, it's like living in a nightmare. You're just always waiting for something to happen. And I just was, I've gotten to a point where I'm getting very close to the core of the issues. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't sound like a fuck yeah, but it's like, I think it's part of the healing thing where it's like, it actually gets more painful for a while. Yeah. And I'm, because you get so close to like the actual thing that happened. And I think especially around things like neglect, it's hard to know that it even happened. You just feel terrible for some reason. And you're, and I think it's automatic to kind of blame yourself like, mm-hmm. or that you think that you're broken or you're just different, that you don't have the same thing that other people have. Mm-hmm. But then seeing it is very hurtful, but it's such a relief also, you know? Yeah, I we've talked about this a lot. Like mm-hmm. you go through the dark forest um, and occasionally come into these clearings. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one thing I want to offer mm-hmm. to you because I think I can't remember the name of this book or the doctor who I was listening to a podcast talking about this. This doctor who researches anxiety was talking about research that shows actually that anxiety cannot exist without hope and that that can be a helpful reframing or something that 
people can use as a grounding point Mm. in moments of anxiety that you can't have the fear of something going badly in the absence of hope that it goes well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think that that's like the trajectory that you are on. Yes. Yes. It's just... It's not linear. It's not. So yeah, you were on such a high yes. around this feeling of being embodied. Mm-hmm. And then the reality of having to sustain that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why some people can get kind of addicted to self-help or, you know, healing modalities or what, you know, always looking for that moment of like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, I have like reached the enlightenment. Yep. <laughs> Dust your hands off. We did it, everyone. And now we're done. Yes. And it's like, no, no. It actually then is the work of yeah. trying to to stay in that state of consciousness. Yeah. All right. So we're starting off real heavy at the beginning. I know. But I, I know. <laughs> we really are going to talk Sorry. about sex toys today. <laughs> so we went to A&ME, the Adult Novelty Manufacturers Expo, which... You've been to, oh, you go every year. I haven't been since Pleasure Chest days, and I had forgotten how magical it is. <laughs> it's weird to say that. It's like, I mean, it's a convention yeah, in an old Burbank where it's like just booth after booth of all of these adult toy manufacturers, and it's just a little slice of heaven for me, and I forgot all, there's so many awesome people in that industry. And it was just nice to get all the hugs and see everybody. And I went around and interviewed people and it was a blast. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to your interviews. Yeah. Yeah, it is an industry that has a lot of heart. Yes. And I had a little bit forgotten about it. And I'm just like, I love it so much because it's just it's got a lot of heart. And I think it's going to really come across in these interviews. And Sarah couldn't join me because she was working. (laughs) You're at the magic wand booth and, um, you know, wheeling and dealing and making sure everybody has their awesome vibrators but um yeah 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 so it'll be fun for you to listen to also yeah I'm excited to see what stood out to you and what uh sparked your interest at the show let's get into it Okay, I am here with Eddie from Vibratex. If you haven't heard of Vibratex, I'm sure you have heard of the Magic Wand, the superstar of sex toys, the kind of like, I don't know, we, we're calling uh, the Magic Wand the Dolly Parton of sex toys. It's been around forever. Everyone loves it. Even if it's not necessarily your vibe, we all appreciate the uh, Magic Wand. So, Eddie, thanks for joining us. What's latest and greatest from Magic Wand? Of course, thank you for having me. I think the most important thing that we're going to have to share with our uh, consumer base and our retailers is that we launched the Magic Wand Micro. That's right, a micro. So as opposed to our full size that's over 13 inches, the micro comes in at 4 inches and weighs in at 3.5 ounces. So it's a really reduced size, but it still keeps the iconic shape, it keeps the iconic head design, and it keeps that pattern design that Magic Wand has been so iconic and so recognized for. So we're extremely excited. We launched it about two months ago. Um, and it's been doing extremely well through the holidays, and we have Valentine's coming up. So it's really going to be the cutest little pocket-sized magic wand that, that ever existed in our lineup. 
It's so exciting. It's so small, and um, but it really still looks like the magic wand, and it has a silicone head? Correct. Silicone head, silicone push-button controls, and then an ABS plastic handle, just like the traditional units. And it's going to have that same deeper oscillation that the magic wands are known for, right? We're really trying to get that penetrating vibration into our bodies, uh, produce that maximum blood flow and maximum stimulation. I love that. So it still has that deep rumbliness. It Does it have the same power, or maybe if it doesn't, is this maybe better for people that the original magic wand's a bit too powerful? Correct, yeah. It's just, it's given its size limitations, right? Each magic wand has a specific working component inside of it to its size. Uh, so it is going to have that deep oscillation, that deep rumble to it, but it's going to be comparative to its size as well. So there's no way that the micro itself can have the full size power because the componentry just doesn't have uh, the same size. So when we reduce it, uh, it does reduce some of the power to it, but it's still going to have that deep uh, vibration that the magic wands are known for. But so for someone who is interested in, in achieving an orgasm with the magic wand but it has always been intimidated by their size because they are significantly large they are significantly powerful this is a great way to be introduced anybody who's got risk fatigue issues carpal tunnel it's a great introduction to the lineup so we're excited about it and how's the sound on it um because sometimes people are like oh the magic wand's too loud is the sound lower on this one yeah uh what the original unit you know was always called the lawnmower of toys just because it did have such sound but it's much quieter and i'll go ahead and turn that on and see if any of the mic can pick it up but that's the high setting right there so it's incredibly quiet um it is going to be a little more discreet so if someone is in a situation where the sound is an issue this is definitely we'll be able to to make sure that it's discreet enough to be used. Yeah, I love that. It was very quiet. I have a personal question for you now. What was your first sex toy? Uh, you know, that's incredibly funny that you ask because I don't have a recollection of actually having uh, my first sex toy. And I think it just opens up the landscape of the opportunities that I've had within the industry to to have different uh, toys to play with. Um, but I do recall the first time using a magic wand with a partner and the vibration that was felt between both parties was absolutely insane. The orgasm that was achieved for both of us at the same time with the magic wand was mind-blowing. I love that. It's like, I don't remember the first, but I remember the best. So, well, thank you, Eddie, for your time today. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate you. All right, I am at this liquid booth with Glitter and Eric. I'm excited to talk to you guys all about lubricants, which people forget is really, if you only have one sex toy, let it be lubricant. It's your number one thing to get, I always say. So I am here to see what's the latest and greatest. What do you guys have to show today? Well, yes, to your point, I think it's the absolute essential everyone should have in their bedroom, specifically Sliquid. Sliquid has what I call its little gay brother. It was called Ride Body Works, but we just revamped it and we're relaunching it as Ride Lube. We dropped the Body Works part and we're just focusing on really high quality Sliquid Lube, but it's specifically marketed towards uh, gay men. Um, and what we've done is we've come out with a different perspective and voice for the product. I myself as a gay man know exactly how to speak to that community. So the marketing, the messaging, the copy that we're creating is going to be a little bit more direct, a little bit more raunchy and fun. You know, it's lube. And uh, we're also creating our own visuals because something that I found in marketing, specifically in the gay uh, realm, is that 
the assets out are just not out there the way they are for straight sex or straight um, intimacy. So uh, me and my team have done some a photo shoot so far, just one, uh, but to really be able to control exactly how we present ourselves to the marketplace. And it's been a journey, a really fast and fun journey, but we've got a lot of really good um, feedback and response to it. And you've also named, you've named the little guy. Oh, yeah, the mascot. So um, there's a devil now, and his name is Cheeky, Cheeky Little Devil. In my head, he's British, but um, I think I'm probably, (laughs) yeah, I guess he's whatever. And I want to do some like voiceover work and actually animate him, and you know, he's going to basically be calling customers cum sluts and whores, but hey, why not? I love your enthusiasm for lube marketing. I think this is a side that a lot of people don't realize goes on in the industry is how excited we get about like, you know, just being able to present ourselves and create more space for sexuality for all kinds of people. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's like with Slickwood, it's a very specific and if it's, you know, the saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So Slickwood is stays steady. It's got its customer and we present ourselves in a very clean and sanitized way so that it's for everybody. But with the ride brand, we get to have that kind of freedom of creativity that, um, it's that just that all the sluts and the whores appreciate. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. And, you know, Slickwood has done so much work in the industry and the world at large to create more accessible and, uh, you know, lubricants that are also not, you know, chemical. I don't even know how to say this. Don't even, the chemicals have nothing to do with Slickwood because right. that's everything we're not. So everything that we represent is about clean, all natural, if we're not putting it in our own bodies, then then we're not producing it. We're not manufacturing it. So, Yeah, you guys really are on the forefront of that. I love that. So I'm asking everyone a more personal question. I'm wondering if y'all remember the very first um, sex toy or even lubricant that you ever purchased. I definitely do. My first sex toy was the original rabbit that I purchased from Pleasure Chest in New York City after the whole Sex in the City thing blew up. So that was my first toy. And my first lube I ever used was actually Slickwood. Wow. You went straight to the top at the beginning. I love that, though. Um, That show um, really did do a lot for the industry. I mean, the rabbit was like selling like hotcakes for at least a decade after that. I literally still have that rabbit in a bag. I... I won't use it anymore, but I still have it because I feel like, you know, it's like vintage, like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's nice way of saying it. You're yeah. vintage. Yeah. Do you have a sex toy that you'd like to share your first? Um, to be honest, I cannot remember, but I would say it's probably a cock ring. Yeah. I, th- I was really intrigued when that was introduced to me. I remember that. I mean, just the physics of it alone is uh, worth just trying it once. And it's just so simple. I mean... Just a little ring. You just put it down there and it works. It's magic. Yeah. It's really magical. Well, thank you for sharing, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. I am here with Kelly from the Love Honey Group. Now, Love Honey has a lot of incredible brands under its umbrella. Uh, and we're going to see what's new. Let's see. We got Womanizer, Arcwave, Romp, WeVibe, Fifty Shades of Grey, and Happy Rabbit all displayed here. This is a really incredible group. Yes, it is. I mean, we have everything you need under one umbrella. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, it's like some of the most refined, technologically advanced uh, toys that you have here. What is the latest and greatest that you would like to show off today? 
Oh, I would say Womanizer Next is our latest and greatest. Well, I mean, Womanizer really revolutionized the industry. I mean, ever since the first one came out, everybody's been, um, you know, imitating. And now we have air pressure pulsation toys everywhere. But Womanizer really, I feel personally, is still the number one. What makes the Womanizer Next different? It's deeper waves of pleasure like you've never experienced before. (laughs) I mean, deeper waves of pleasure has got my attention. How does it do it? That's big shoes to fill, I know. (laughs) So if you're familiar with Womanizer products and WeVibe products, it's as if the premium and the melt, the the WeVibe melt, had a baby. (laughs) It's the two combined. So it literally offers pleasure air and climax control. So I don't normally want my climax controlled (laughs) right I'm like what does that mean (laughs) so it gives you like I said when I say deeper waves of pleasure the premium two offers great sensation but with the next it offers you a lower setting of uh, the pleasure air to begin with but it intensifies because it has 14 settings but with the climax control it deepens the sensation so it adds like almost a suction without the suck so it really intensifies that pleasure air so it gives you a depth of intensity that the premium two doesn't offer and so you have autopilot you have uh, smart silence you have afterglow feature and now you have climax control so you have everything you need to have the best orgasm ever Wow, that sounds amazing. So would you say that it's more of like a deeper rumbly, like, but still air pulsation? I mean, I know that's more of like a vibration term, the deep rumbliness, but is that how you describe it maybe? It's a deep rumble, but it almost as if it just pulls you in further. Think of it in terms of if you're going to the, if you're at the beach and you're getting into the ocean. So you're starting, your orgasm starts off where you're like ankle deep. And then that's like being at climax one. And then going to climax two, you're kind of getting knee deep, right? And then you're at climax three and it's like you're waist deep into <laughs> your orgasm. So that's how it kind of pulls you in to the orgasm. So yes. That's interesting because I feel like it's always been a difficult thing to describe what Womanizer actually does because it is a very new sensation for most people. It's a new kind of orgasm. And so, yeah, it's not necessarily rumbly, but I like this idea that it's pulling me in deeper. I feel like I'm getting a sense for what you're talking about. Think of it like gentle air kisses on your clitoris, but it's definitely... Yes, like pulling you in. So it's not a suction, whereas a lot of times suction can be painful when people think of it. But it's more of like surrounding the clitoris and just air kisses. But like powerful air kisses. (laughs) Powerful air kisses. I love that. So I got a personal question for you. I'm wondering if you remember. Some people here have not been able to remember what their first sex toy was. And I think it's a testament to this industry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and how many sex toys we end up having. I mean, I think everybody here probably has an abundance of toys at home, which is definitely a perk of the industry. But I'm wondering if you remember your very first sex toy that you purchased or was given to you. It was probably some TPE rabbit that was battery operated. And I I know for a fact I did not get off. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You're not the only rabbit here. You know, a lot of us got into it because we saw, you know, that particular episode. I was told that that's what you need. And I got it. And yeah, I know for a fact I did not get off of that. It was probably manual stimulation that did it. But I got the rabbit because that's what everybody got, you know. And then here you are today. (laughs) 
that's why I'm making sure that nobody uses old bad toys that get off on great <laughs> products that are going to get you where you need to be. That's right. That's why you work for Womanizer <laughs> and Love Honey. Love Honey Group. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. My little knobs. I got to touch my knobs a bunch before I... It gets me. It gets me ready. All right, I am here at Love Not War and Uber Lube combined booth, and there is a very special reason you guys are together. I'm excited about that. I know and love Uber Lube, my favorite silicone lubricant. Beautiful packaging, beautiful uh, lubricant in itself, and then also now we have Love Not War that has made a silicone that is compatible with silicone lubricant. So I'm here with Amy from <laughs> the Shameless Sex Podcast, who we have cohabitated on, on microphones together. Hi, Amy. Hey, Robin and everyone that is listening. <laughs> and William from Love Not War. Hi, William. Hi, thanks very much for stopping by. Can you tell us um, what makes your silicone different from any other silicone out there? Yeah, so we created NeoSilicon because we wanted to solve a problem. And the age-old problem is everyone loves silicon lube and everyone loves silicon toys. But you can't use the two together. Um, and so we didn't, we didn't want to come up with an innovation and we wanted to solve that problem. Um, so hence, NeoSilicon has arrived. So we borrowed the technology from the aerospace industry. It's space silicone. <laughs> it could be space silicone, yeah. Um, and essentially what we wanted to do is make, have that a protective barrier. So, I mean, hopefully you guys might see some of our content with what the silicon products look like when they absorb silicon. But ultimately, if you're getting sciency, the reason why you can't use silicon lube and silicon toys together is because the silicon toy will absorb the silicon from the lubricant and then it'll become all deformed and warped and your toy will be damaged forever. The only thing, I used to be a puppet maker before I got into the sex toy industry and we worked with silicone a lot and it was always like, if you're going to use silicone, nothing sticks to it except for silicone. Is that the basic science of it where it's just like, it'll actually, the only thing that'll degrade it is itself? Yeah. And it's, it's osmosis for anyone who's uh, interested in science. It's just pulling the silicone from one substrate into itself. So to sort of layman's terms, what this special type of silicon, neosilicon, does is it has a protective barrier. So it still has all the fantastic body safe characteristics that you would get with any medical grade silicon, but it's just got that protective barrier, which means it doesn't absorb the silicon from the lube. And it, we launched it in September and it's going really well everyone's super happy with it so that's amazing i'm going to have some photos and videos of the difference between because you have a great science you have an actual beaker here full of silicone lube and one of your silicone protected toys and a typical silicone and the your toy looks great and the other toy looks like it got a flat tire like it's just like kind of melting off head it looks like it's growing another head that's right and like it's not so much an insertable anymore so um and amy what is it about uber lube that makes it so special well, so I have been a fan of Uber Lube, I think, for 12 years. Uh, my body is very sensitive when it comes to lubes. Uh, I basically can't use any water-based lubes. I'll get to use infection instantly. I'm very picky about lubes. And, um, and a lot of people are really sensitive when it comes to lubes, especially with mucous membranes. Uh, and so Uber Lube is a high-grade silicone lubricant with a little vitamin E in it. So it's very clean. It doesn't get greasy like other silicones. Um, and it's we have over, I think, 
8,000 doctors, educators, therapists recommending this to their patients or their clients because they're seeing less reactions as compared to other lubricants. In fact, a lot of doctors are handing out in their offices. Uh, and it not only is in a beautiful bottle, but it just performs really well. It feels amazing on the body. Um, and for me, I actually want it on my body. Like other lubes, I'm like, I need a shower. Get this off of me. And this one, I like when I get to this trade show booth, I was wearing a dress yesterday. I put it all over my legs, on my hands, my hair frizzies, all the things. Um, and so it's just, it's a luxurious lubricant that um, really helps people and enhances intimacy without getting in the way of intimacy. I love that. And it, it really is like the classiest lube, I feel like, that you can have on your bedstand. It is not, uh, it, the glass bottle and the easy squirt and everything, it's perfect. And I find it to be like the more, it's like a, not too thick. A lot of silicone lubes get kind of like thick and gummy some feeling sometimes, you know. So I, I love that. I have a personal question for you guys. I am wondering what your first sex toy or lubricant was because also lube is a sex toy. But if you happen to remember, a lot of people have not been remembering, which I find hilarious. But um, do you remember your first sex toy? So you know what I do, actually? So it was... Um I lived in Australia at the time, uh, and it was a girl I was dating bought us one of the original Jimmy Janes to have oh. some fun with in the bedroom. Was it the rabbit-eared one? No, it was the grey and um, had a silver ring. Could well be, yeah. Probably the Form 6. The Form 6, that's right. We're going back in time, guys. Oh, Jimmy Jane days. Yeah, and then lube. So I'm from the UK, um, and so everyone goes to a store called Boots. And that's like the bits, like the equivalent of Walgreens. Uh, and back in the day, they just had Durex. Yeah. So nothing too exciting with that. I can't remember what type, whether it was silicon or water-based, but it would be Durex and Jimmy Jane. Yeah, right on. I love it. What about you, Amy? I have no idea about the lube. That one, I actually am like, I, I, don't, I don't recall the lube part. Uh, but my first sex toy was, uh, so I was talking about two different sex toys. My very first one, which was a poor choice in uh, purchasing. I was under 18, I think it was 17, but I still was able to buy this online. And it was like a nasty rubber jelly insertable that, um, that was like made of toxic materials. Didn't give me an orgasm, didn't do nice things for my body. So I threw that in the garbage. And then I ordered the Water Dancer by Vibratex, and I had my very first orgasm from it. Uh, so I had had sex, I think, by at that point with five different people, penetrated sex and never had an orgasm and then you old water dancer and I squirted Woo! wow what a water dance indeed <laughs> I love that I don't think anybody I well I mean Jimmy Jane's a really good choice actually for your first one but most people it is like this um, some something that they didn't like the first time so if you're out there and you bought a sex toy or received a sex toy that you didn't like please keep looking because there is especially these days every shape and size for every pleasure and body so Thank you guys so much for, for your time. Well, thanks very much for listening to me and learning about neosilicon. I wish I had a cool accent like Will, but thank you. <laughs> you do have a cool accent, just not to us. Yeah. <laughs> I am here at Oxballs with Ryan. What is the latest and greatest you want to show us from Oxballs? Thanks, and thanks for taking the time. We made jocks. Ooh. We're so excited about it. We're super excited about it. Um, you know, we come with a really big apparel backdrop. Everybody in the company has collected jocks for 20, 30 years. You know, we've been looking at this for a really long time. We built a really cool product. We're really excited about it. I'm really excited because you guys are really known for your 
really well-refined, uh, amazing, sometimes uh, grotesque, sometimes <laughs> unbelievably large butt plugs. And now you have an accessory to go with those plugs. Yeah, I think Oxballs is known for maybe not even towing a line, just being over a line and being in your face, being colorful, being sexy, being fun, um, making stuff about playtime. And that's what our jocks are about. They're in your face. They're overly done and overly engineered. The materials are super high quality. It's a toy product. There's engineering in here with bungee cords that basically you can loop around a toy inside of them so toys can hang inside the product. There's little stash pockets for your video head cleaner. There is a lot of extra stuff. Every piece comes with one of our cock rings in it. We have some really unique features like what we call our butt slider strap, which actually is an old school like 70s jock program design where the J pouch would actually have some movement where the straps are not fixed. There's some movement back and forth. Big, significant J pouches, um, two and three panel, cotton rich stuff, cotton pouches, thick, really good feel designs. We're really excited about it. Fetishy stuff, fisting stuff, um, piss stuff, and some regular kind of colorful stuff too, all over the place. I love it. So when you're saying that it's designed so that there's a toy in there, just for our viewers, what it is is a wonderful, I mean, the other thing that you guys are really known for is your really fantastic cock rings. And so there's a nice, thick, gushy cock ring that's held in place there. And then you have this really great logo, Ox Jocks, which is a great um, name for this. What is this made out of? Is that silicone or is this like a rubber? This is a rubber. So it's a 3D rubber panel. We've actually engineered them. Some are on labels, like this is our Ox Jock one, but some of them are are actually engineered right on the pouch. We have some thinner ones, like our piss jock, which actually has this cool like urinal design right on it. It's a 3D pouch, almost like a rubber pouch down the down the front of it. So we really kind of engineered different stuff onto these. There's lots of little cookies you guys will find, like embroideries on the back upper butt of the pouches that you can't, I mean, of the waistbands that you can't see necessarily when you first get a piece. So when people get this, there'll be extra stuff that people will find like our piss one says piss pig on the back of it. I think the puppy one said, or the um, puff one says popper pig on the back of it. Just super over the line stuff. I love it. You guys always go right over the line in the most fantastic way. Yeah, you have the huff ox balls. You have the, the puppy one and the piss one. These are really awesome. Way to go. You did it again. Thank you. We're really excited about it. And I have a personal question for you. What was your first sex toy? Oh, my gosh. Um, my first sex toy. It must have been a cock ring. It really must have been a cock ring. But to be honest with you, I don't know that I can remember. This is what I love about this industry. I think for so many people, you remember your first sex toy. But, you know, at some point we probably did. But now everyone here, I think, has an overabundance of toys at home that we um, it just gets kind of lost in the mix a little. Would you call lube a sex toy? Because I can guarantee that was my first sex toy, if that's the case. I definitely think lube is a sex toy. Do you remember the brand? No. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, lube and cock rings though, that's a really good start. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty safe that's a pretty safe start. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for your time today, Ryan. Thank I appreciate you so it. Much. Thanks you guys. I'm with Cherie in the Tantist booth and I am surrounded by 
amazing dildos, as always, a few other incredible silicone toys, and you're doing something really unique that I would love to hear more about. I'm looking at some really soft, beautiful packers. And if you don't know what a packer is, it's basically like a flaccid, soft dildo. And they're nice and soft and squishy. And But you are doing not only a variety of skin tones, you also have these beautiful kind of like opalescent jewel tones. Yes. What inspired you to make non-skin tone packers? Well, there's plenty of companies that are doing a brilliant job with the various uh, realistic colorways. Uh, we like to say the skin tones that occur in the wild. But I saw an opportunity to look at it from a different lens. I wanted to come out with colorways that were fun and affirming and felt more like um, jewelry, not to make it diminutive, but to really pull away any of the anxiety that one might have trying to match your naturally occurring skin tone with our limited amount of natural colorways that as a manufacturer are able to produce. I really wanted to say I see you. And so what we did, because we we design and we pour in North America, we have the agility to purchase pigments and put it in the 100% medical grade silicone, Tantus's proprietary blend, and do some test runs. And so with that, I did some test runs, and then I launched it in two separate regional communities before Pride and said, hey, will you have this in your booth and get feedback? And the feedback I got, I needed to make it softer. So this is my only true super soft density. We like to call them feels because most consumers are going to say, well, how does it feel? So the inference is, how is it going to feel for me either using it or wearing it or having pleasure from it, right? How is it going to also make me feel? It's very satisfying to squeeze. It's making me feel calmer just squeezing this little, this package and a beautiful like emerald shimmery green. Yeah, it's so beautiful and um, satisfying to squeeze. I kind of want to just have one as a stress ball almost. And because it's very soft, you can dress up, left, right, or center. Mm -hmm. You can point it any direction that, that pleases you and makes you feel confident. What I love about a packer is also the weight of it, feeling it in your underwear of having this weight and the bulge and everything and to have the option of not necessarily, because a lot of us maybe want to play with that gender, but not necessarily with the skin tone or the ultra realistic side of it. And that you're hitting the ethos of it perfectly. And the other thing too is it's designed where the back is flat so it can sit flat against your pubic bone. So it's not essential that you have a packer strap. You can use it in any underwear that you prefer. I wore it in jeans around my house. I wore it in various types of underwear. I wore it with a yoga pair of pants because I really wanted to see the bulge in various ways. And my commitment with these kinds of things is I, I want to make sure that it feels right. And then since I'm forward facing with how to describe the best way to use it, now, I'm not that way with all my products. My XL products are out of my wheelhouse, but I have a test run group for that. Um, I wanted to make sure it felt right. Yeah. They're beautiful. Thank you. I have a personal question that you Please. can decide to answer or not. I've been asking everyone at this show. What was your first sex toy? Do you remember? 
<laughs> so I had one of those really long cylinders that looked like somebody took a pipe and then buffed it down and then put a little pointed in on it and had a twist bottom so it took D batteries, right? I thought I'd been clever and hid Bob. Back in the day, very few of us called it battery battery operated boyfriend, but I hid Bob, right? I love that. I've never actually heard that Bob. So I went to go find Bob and I had my son was seven or seven at the time. <laughs> I can't find Bob. Yeah. Anywhere. So I'm all dressed up in corporate attire because I was selling luxury goods at the time, and I go to pick up my son from science camp. The teacher, the science teacher, is standing there, and he, and he has my son with him, and he has a paper bag. And he goes, well, Miles did really well on, <clears throat> on the assignment. Yeah. And, he's, and he's turning red, and I'm like, well, I don't, what's going on? He's, he was supposed to go around the house and not ask his parents for help because we were going to make a flashlight. Guess what was in the bag, y'all? Bob. Bob was in the bag. Bob. My vibrator was in the bag. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like, well, it's a good battery source. He's really being really smart. But the thing is, is like, I thought I had it hidden away. Yeah. Yeah. No, kids will find it. (laughs) But we have come a long way from those cylindrical toys. Yes, definitely. Things that are ergonomically designed to move with the curvature of the body and have materials that warm to our body temperature, that feel uh, more luxurious. But you know, we all have to start somewhere. That's right. I've been in this industry for 14 years now and I can't ever see myself being anywhere else. I love it so much too. And I think there's a real love for it. Um, Not universally, but almost everyone's really in here. Um, It's like a heart led kind of industry. Like we really just want to make amazing products to help people be more themselves and feel more pleasure. One of the North Star values of Tantus now, uh, it's the final one, is we see you, we hear you, and you matter. I love it. I love it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. This is fun. (laughs) I am here at COTR, Children of the Revolution. That's what it's all about here. And we got Lawan, the cowgirl, B-Vibe, and I guess cowgirl is now is producing the cone, which I'm very excited about because we used to carry the cone at the pleasure chest and it is such a unique toy. I do want to hear whatever you think is the latest and greatest, but I also want to hear a little bit about the cone. I'm here with Tracy. What do you have to show us? Oh, thank you for having me on here. I love fuck yeah, so fuck yeah. Um, We have some really cool items. We're also bringing back a lot of um, staples that were just our bestsellers. And a lot of customers really enjoyed our bestsellers in different colors and also just like bringing the color to what meets their personality. What is their characteristic? Why is orange so such a sexy color? Why is lime green such a sexy color? And we did that with our rimming collection. Our rimming collection is our best-selling piece and make it in a fun, bright, new color wave of orange. So I think a lot of people are just loving to see that something that was not cis-traditional of that pinks and purples. And, you know, we wanted to make it just more of an open experience for a lot of persons. 
that really just gripped to it. Um, so we did that one wonderful, wonderful color. And then also we are relaunching or rebringing back something that was back in the day, quite interesting product called the cone. Mm -hmm. And we really just are upgrading the item giving it really good, more uh, specs for internal play as well as external play as it was before, providing um, some really great attachments, also allowing folks to enjoy something that has a remote control and also is app savvy as well. So we have an app compatible to that. And um, people really are just like enjoying this because it also allows to meet the person with the accessibility needs. Mm -hmm. The cone is really great because with the strong suction, not only can you put it like on a table, you can put it against the wall. You can put it in the shower against the wall. And the suction really stays on there. And it also it has like this sweet, sweet ass tab that allows for it just to lift off so easily. So it was really just giving the sense of like, you can have a powerful sex machine that is more like a mini machine, a mini me of it, of it all. And people are really excited about that. I love that. Um, I, I love the cone. We ask a question on our podcast of the people that we're interviewing. Uh, not, I'm not going to ask you this one right now, but we asked them, what was your first mode of masturbation? And we are finding that so many people, humping was the first one. And a lot of us don't talk about that, but I always felt like the cone was excellent for humpers. And then somebody else was mentioning what a great doming tool it is like to make someone like sit on the cone or something like that. So I'm really happy that such a unique toy is back. If you're trying to imagine it, imagine like a um, like one of those cone cups at the water fountain, but much larger and not quite so pointy, like a little flatter, but that kind of cone shape that, I mean, what is it like maybe six inches at its base and then comes up to a manageable point, not, not, not a brutal one at all. So I love that the cone's back. I also love that you mentioned the colors. I'm definitely one of those people that is like, why is everything pink and purple? And um, to see like a bright lime green, a beautiful teal, like a soft salmony orange in the in the variety is so nice and such a relief. So thank you for providing all of those things. Happy to do it. It really just helps even me as a personal shopper also resonate on the fact of like I wanted more accessibility to color and it just really makes it much more fun to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to jump on that or ready to, you know, have that inside me or have it vibrating next to me because it's just like, yes, people that are doing themed or decorating their homes, you know, there's themes and, you know, people love a purple, people love a lime green and I'm doing a lot of decoration with my own personal home and I kind of want my sex toys to be the same reflection of that too. Yeah, you remind me of like maximalism that's so popular right now, which I love. These are like maximalist sex toys. Yeah. So it will definitely go with your decor. I love that so much. I have a personal question for you. What was your first sex toy? That is a really good question because I remember my first sex toy, which wasn't necessarily a sex toy. Um, a friend of mine said, you should get a massager. And I said, okay how powerful or where should I go and she suggested to go to like Bed Bath & Beyond or Brooks Brothers and buy a massager because the vibration of it was really great for all body but not only just like all over the body but like really great vibration towards the vaginal area and like it was like explosive what I didn't know was that for one lubrication was important so that was one misstep and my second misstep was also 
the massager was so powerful that it really wasn't meant to give pleasure in a way that like towards the clitoris was just like, oh no, this is way too much. We need to back off or we need to slow down or we need to take our time. And with our company being so like education focused, it really, I learned like so quickly offhand, like, oh, okay, this is just not too much. It's too much for me. It was just too powerful. And that was when I learned what an actual wand is. And from there, I believe that that was then my actual first time going to a sex store, laughing, joking with my friends, but then buying a wand. And even if it was like no more than the size of a palm size, it was still so much more approachable, but also understanding the shape, the design. Oh, I get it. This thing does work for all the way all over my body just as much as it will work for my vaginal area and really give me that pleasure that I was just like really looking to like fine tune and like explore in. So I would definitely give my props to the wand that was created and also some props to, you know, Brooks Brothers or Brookstone and Bed Bath & Beyond giving me that opportunity to be like, huh. Oh, oh, oh. Not a bad idea to give it a shot and see like how this body massager really like gives you a pleasure for the body. I love that you got started on something and then you're like, this this isn't quite right. And then now here you are at the Sex Toy Expo. Yeah. Um, now I'm at the Sex Toy Expo and I'm I came from the retail setting as well. I worked at lingerie for as well. I worked in an adult store. I had an adult store in Philadelphia. And it was that was definitely then my catalyst to like learning about my self-sexuality, learning about my own uh, personality, learning about my queerness, um, learning about me being more feminist, step, protecting my employees, protecting myself, um, and also just educating my community. And with me also being black and queer, it was also really important for me to educate my family and then my community around that and making sure that they get like really great pleasure products. So then when I was able to work with COTR and we started so small back in the day, some small products, it was still such an eye-opening to see that I can get a product that has a booklet that literally gives you a guide not just like a usual user manual, a guide to sex play, a guide to wine use, a guide to butt stuff. I mean, it was just like, it was just so eye-opening and it really just really opened me up. Like I, I am so confident now than I was several years ago and I feel so proud of myself, of where I've gotten myself to. And I just give it up to people that are in this industry, you're in this industry, podcasts like this because no matter what someone can learn however the way they learn and it's important I can't learn by reading I can learn by auditory I can learn by watching a video and that's just been like advantageous to me ever since then you just took it to the depths that I mean it's really the reason that I'm in this industry and I love that you're touching on this just almost casually in conversation but this is like a big part of not everybody here but a lot of people in this industry, it's not just about slinging dildos. You know, there's so much like deep, heartfelt 
um, emotion and political and like freedom, like the just even that this company is called Children of the Revolution. It's like we're not just here about making money. We're here like it is part of a, you know, sexual and emotional and just liberation that we're doing in our culture. That's a big part of the work for me as well. Absolutely. We're, we're evolving as, as a society, as our culture is evolving, giving our youth, our children the space to be able to ask questions and be explorative on that, allow for them to become who they want to become openly without having to hold any kind of judgment against them. It means so much to me. I have, I have uh, nephews and I want them to feel so comfortable within their skin, within their bodysuit, and really just be able to walk around with their head held high and with the knowledge and the resources that they have and know that they can get that accessibility anywhere. Anywhere. Hands down. I love it so much. You just brought it right now. And I'm really, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I feel like sometimes we're on a certain level of the front lines of just like that pleasure is so inaccessible to so many people or so heavily shamed. It, I, I do feel like there's, we're, we're part of the revolution just being in this industry. And I really love you giving voice to that because it, it is like what drives me and gets me up in the morning. So I, I feel you compatriots. I love it. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and so excited to like have a part of this podcast and I'm here to, you know, be another foot soldier, whatever I can be for someone else that has questions. Even with me traveling, doing a lot of retailer trainings, it is so important for me to not be that person that is here to sell a product, quote unquote. You know, I'm here to give you sex ed 101. I'm here to give you um, retailer language that protects you and me and your customer that are coming in so no one is feeling any kind of microaggressions, any kind of macroaggressions, being triggered, experiencing trauma. I really want them to feel like they are in safer spaces. And I, big ups to Sarah Tom Chesson as well and the Etsy community as well. Shout outs to Anne Hottership for creating a beautiful platform where you don't also need a college education. Side note, I'm a happy college dropout. (laughs) But to be able to give someone a space and accessibility of resources and to be able to flip that or be transparent to that, to someone that is living in Alabama, someone that's living in Texas, hell, someone that's living in Michigan, that's where I'm from, giving them that hope and giving them that space to really feel like somebody got you, somebody's, somebody's looking out for you, somebody's got you behind your back no matter what, and even if you cannot come out and say what you need to say, you know deep in your heart, you can call somebody up like me and be like, I'll, I'll be there for you. Hands down, I'm going to be there for you. I'm falling in love with you right now. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I feel like refreshed and rejuvenated and like ready to, you know, stomp around and and do the, the, the good fight. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you and fuck yeah on this podcast. 
Well, that was so fun. <laughs> it was really fun, right? I mean, everybody's so excited. They're so good at talking about the toys, but also the personalities. Oh, they just yeah, spilling over with personality. Tracy, yes, from from. I mean, first of all, Children of the Revolution. Just the name of this this company tells you everything and what what people like really stand for and how serious. I think adult manufacturers take this. Not everybody, you know, of course. There is a lot of crap out there. I yes. mean, that is the one thing I will say to folks. There are really well-made products that are designed to work with the human body, yes. with our sense, most sensitive nerve endings. Mm -hmm. And then there is also a whole bunch of crap, super cheap, without a lot of uh, design or ethics behind it. Yeah. So get on email lists with some of the big retailers because they offer discounts all the dang time. Yeah. Like you can get toys at a reasonable price from a reputable retailer. Mm -hmm. And that is how you'll know that you're getting a quality product Yes, rather than something that's knocked off yeah it is worth it and you'll find that there are really super passionate people that work yes. for these companies and that was something like I was blown away by how much people cared yeah and that's continued to be true I I feel like many people in that industry have a we're helping the world kind of mentality and I connected with that right away and yeah. I feel that so much that's how I feel in education or in getting people the right toy you know yeah. it's just so important and it's so stupid that it's there's so much like, stigma yeah it's one of those just like simple things yeah. of connecting with your body mm -hmm. becoming a master of your own pleasure mm -hmm. understanding your partner's pleasure these things give us a foundation of confidence mm -hmm. self-knowledge and just general awareness of ourselves yes. that then allows us to go out into the world and be badasses. Yes. Right. And 100%. that's just like, that's the thing that's really kept me on the sex toy side of the industry mm -hmm. is I just feel like sex toys are a way that you can connect with people and get them around the idea of just treating themselves well. Yeah. And especially it comes when it comes to things like, you know, people that have never orgasmed before, you know, and that you could give them a tool to help them do that. That's yeah. a wonderful thing to do. Yeah. Or people that are like experiencing the orgasm gap mm -hmm. and want some help during, you know, PIV, whatever kind of intercourse or whatever it is. It's like it's these tools to help people feel pleasure. Yeah. And it's it really comes across in the industry and um, and all of these people that we talked to. It was a delight to go back there. Did you have a favorite toy that you saw at the show? There there was something at the show that I can post a picture of that I wasn't able to interview them. But there was a I believe it was called Creature Cox booth. <laughs> and it was just all of these dildos that are just tentacles or, you know, different animal dick shapes or just rant like made up like dragon dicks and stuff like that all beautiful colors like there and there is some I saw some translucent silicone yeah I don't know it was beautiful so 
The two things I'm the most excited about in the sex toy world are the magic one, micro, finally having a wand that Mm -hmm. I think is going to work for me, and the womanizer next that is a more subtle version of Pleasure Air. I cannot wait to try it. Can I tell you about both of these toys? Because I have recently tried them both. Please. Okay, so the Magic One Micro is like just the cutest little baby version of the Magic Wand. And I have developed now, since I got that from the show, a system where I start with the Micro and then I end (laughs) up with the Big Daddy at the end. So that's just where I'm at. But it just extended the amount of vibration um, that you can get out of it because it does go lower, but it doesn't go quite as high. So I love it. And then I did try the next. And I actually have the opposite thing where the Womanizer Premium was like a hit or miss for me. Sometimes it would do it sometimes, but I always felt like it wasn't quite strong enough. But if I went up higher, it would become like kind of electric shocky to me. But the next, it's that, um, not the auto Climax control that 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 does the 3D depth on the Pleasure Air. Y'all, this this product is out and you've got it. If you are a fan of suction or Pleasure Air, you've got to try it. They've done this wild development on it where it changes the depth of the air waves. So it's an even more subtle way that it's stimulating the nerve endings of the clitoris without any contact. And so you can change the depth without necessarily increasing the intensity. Yes. It just sounds amazing. And it was amazing for you. It was amazing. It's the thing Uh, that it was missing for me. And I was like, yes, this is the thing. And I remember like when she was at the show holding it onto my hand and I was like, that's interesting. But I didn't get it till I tried it. And it's really now I can use that depth, but go up, you know, the scale of intensity and it just makes more sense to my clitoris. So she's she's happy on like all kinds of levels right now. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love it. Well, I was thinking as a follow up from last week's episode that I could do a segment. Ooh, this is a fucking quiz. Fuck yeah, quiz. What do shrimp, chili, and chocolate all have in common? I know that they're all edible. Yes. Um, I am not a huge fan of any of them. <laughs> okay, I would I mean, they're... They're all aphrodisiac. Wait, not shrimp, though. Shrimp's not an aphrodisiac. They are all aphrodisiac. Oh, see, I shouldn't second guess myself. Yes. There is actually a really great cookbook. There might even be a recipe in it that has all three of these things in in one dish Hmm. um, called Intercourses, which is really fun if anybody wants to focus on aphrodisiac foods. There's some mixed feelings about whether aphrodisiacs actually work Mm. or not but there are some interesting things in food that support sex and sex drive okay one of the things you can find in food that can promote your sex life is arginine (gasps) have you heard of arginine is it does it is it 
L-arginine? There's L-arginine? You, yeah, you can take supplements, L-arginine supplements. Okay. And then arginine is in certain foods. Okay, because I remember that was often an ingredient in topical stimulants that we had at the pleasure chest that were more for like putting on your clit or something like that, right? Yep. Yep. You can take supplements. I think people do this also for working out. Mm. What arginine does is it helps dilate the blood vessels. Okay. So it helps blood flow. Right. Do you know any foods that have arginine in them? I don't. I'm trying to think of anything that would help blood flow, but it does seem like spicy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know if chilies have arginine. A funny food that I didn't know about is pine nuts. Oh, I love a pine nut. Yeah. And then watermelon mm. has citrulline hmm. in it, which turns into arginine in the body. Okay. I and love watermelon. Well, you should eat it a lot and then get <laughs> sexy. That's why summer is so sexy. <laughs> Okay, do you know why they think that certain aphrodisiacs, quote unquote, work? I mean, I'm sure it's like based on certain people's chemistry and everything. I'm sure the um, psychological factor uh-huh. is a big part of it. That is a big part of it. And um, I don't. I I feel like also the ritualness. Mm. But so, but you're saying that some bring blood flow, so that would definitely help with you know, arousal tissues or tissues that like to be aroused. Mm -hmm. What else? Scientists have not found a lot of hard, fast ways that food supports sex, except that they think that certain foods and the act of eating certain foods Mm -hmm. bring sex to mind. Oh. And that that then supports kind of an erotic mindset. So when we're talking about foods like oysters. Right. Gross. Berries. Yes. Yummy. They have this mouth feel mm. that's kind of fleshy. Yeah. And then it also happens that a lot of these foods that we consider to be aphrodisiacs have zinc in them. What does zinc do? Zinc supports testosterone production in uh, the body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is something that they have tested. And if uh, supposedly if you drink a glass of this beverage every day for two weeks, hmm. you will notice that your sex drive goes up. Water? because I'll tell you what water is probably the best thing that we could be drinking for our sex lives pomegranate juice yeah pomegranates are a sexy food they are very that's another one of those kind of fleshy Mm -hmm. so all of these foods that I think we think of as being almost like sapphic are have this kind of fleshy quality. They also have the zinc in them. And uh, there's been a positive correlation found with sex drive and these foods. These are also foods that you're not necessarily eating every day. Like they're kind of special. Well, that's, I think that goes to your point around ritual. Yeah. That like, depending on how you're in relationship with food, you can ritualize it yeah. mm-hmm. or ceremonialize it. Mm-hmm. You know, people doing cacao ceremonies, yeah. for instance, or eating chocolate. Like if you, depending on if you really take the time to 
enjoy this, like savor the flavor, feel all the feelings. It's like it has this kind of sensory element Mm -hmm. to it, which Mm -hmm. can be really supportive to getting you into a sexy mindset. Okay, last question. Okay. Um, What is the most bottom friendly type of food, meaning we're talking like anal sex bottoms here. Oh, power if you bottoms. want to, yes. If <laughs> you want to bottom for anal, mm-hmm. what should you be eating? Uh, this, I, I, I can't think of an exact food, but fiber. Yes. Yes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Generally speaking, a vegan diet mm. is the best diet for bottoming. You know, I don't even have to toss a vegan salad to know that. Like, <laughs> that makes sense. Like, what? no matter how you feel about veganism, we all know that that's got to be true. Yeah. You know, it's because plant material has a nice mm-hmm. balance of insoluble and soluble fibers. Yeah. If you are going really heavy on fiber in your diet, you want to also balance it with lots and lots of water. So essentially, hydration. Mm-hmm vegan diet. Mm -hmm. This is the winning ticket for having your body ready for sex. Yeah. I I hope there's some vegan power bottoms out there patting themselves on the back. (laughs) Good job. You're special. We all know it. We can tell. (laughs) That was fun. Thanks for quizzing me about food. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you all so much for tuning in, going on this ride with us. Uh, why don't y'all find us over on socials, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, fuck yeah pod. You could email us. We love hearing from you. You could send us a DM. That's nice too. Mm-hmm. Our emails, fyapod at gmail.com. And you know what? While we have your attention, why don't you go ahead and give us a rating and review? Why not? Yeah. Do it. Yes. Right now. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, my. <laughs>